And now, join Kevin Hart as he dives into the minds of some of your favorite celebrities. This is Gold Mines with Kevin Hart. Welcome, world, to an all-new episode of Gold Mines. All right, let me tell you what we're doing today. Today, well, we're going to do things a little differently. You know, I love doing gold mines because I have the opportunity to get inside the minds of what, people? You already know what it is. It's amazing artists, journalists, entrepreneurs, multi-hyphenates, uh, all people that share the energy and synergy around creativity. I love it. And we've had some amazing conversations. We really have. But I wanted to give our listeners a chance to hear a little more about my story. Hear a little more about my path to success. Exclusively on gold mines, I chose to do this. So this episode, we're going to switch it up a bit. I put out a call for questions, and right now I'm going to take the questions from you, my listeners. Our producers gathered voicemails and questions that you guys submitted. So what I want you to do is stay tuned for the rest of the episode, and I just might answer your question. That's right. These are real questions, and you're going to get real answers. And to show you how real they're going to be, I'm going to say real fucking answers. Every once in a while, you just got to throw a cuss word in there to put the energy where it's supposed to be. So, guys, right now, let's get inside the mind of another great individual. Ha! I'm talking about myself, Kevin Hart. This is a gold mine special episode about me. Boom. All right, first uh, introduction we have is not a question, but an introduction. Okay. Good morning, Mr. Hart. My name is Tapan, and I'm calling in from beautiful Tulsa, Oklahoma. First and foremost, let me just say this. I'm a huge fan of gold mines, and if there's one dream I have for the show, it's that someday someone will give you the type of introduction that you give each and every one of your guests. I know you like to give people their flowers, but sometimes the rest of us have to remember to take care of the florist, too. You know what? That's actually pretty dope. Something that actually uh, doesn't happen enough, you know? I think sometimes people get so, uh, so like comfortable mm. with receiving that every once in a while they forget to give. So any gesture attached to love or, or giving uh, that's ever thrown my way, it's humbly appreciated. And, and Stefan, I, I appreciate you, man, just for the dope, the dope energy. Right. And that's a great way to start this particular episode off. So your intro was necessary. It was impactful. It was needed. Now let's get to it. More Gold Lines with Kevin Hart after this. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We return to Gold Mines, hosted by Kevin Hart. 
Hey there, Mr. Hart. My name is Jack Wang. I'm an actor based out of Los Angeles, and I've been listening to your podcast for a really long time now. And I had a quick question. So, if you were to go back to your 18 and 19 year old self, the little Kev, the bastard in Philadelphia, knowing everything you know now about the acting and comedy industry, what specific advice about the industry and Hollywood itself? Would you give to you just starting up?、Um, yeah, thank you. All right,、uh, Jack Wang. First thing, lot of spaces in that question.、Uh, we got to put them sentences together, buddy. Got to got to attach those words a little quicker. That's how you lose people when you put too much space in between the words. But regardless of that, a very good question it is. So, Jack,、um, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. If I could go back to my 18 and 19 year old self,、um, I would say. Do not think that every opportunity has to be the opportunity.、Um, you know, I went through a period where I felt like the things that I went out for, if I got those things, that they would be life changing and they would mean instant success.、Um, and because of the way that I was thinking, when I didn't get them,、um, you know, sometimes they hit as blows. You know, like little lows for me. Like, damn, I should have got that. And if I had got that, I would have been. And if I would have been that, then I would have been then. And I, I kept, I kept basically spiraling in this place of, of false reality, right? And in fact,、um, if any of those things that I thought should have happened that didn't happen would have happened, well, I wouldn't be in the seat that I am today. I wouldn't have been able to achieve any of the things that I was able to achieve today because I was creating a path that wasn't necessarily for me. Through the hypothetical thought of what did, so I would tell my eighteen and nineteen year old self that, you know, within every loss comes a win. You just got to be patient and keep working, knowing that eventually you're going to win, Kev. This is me talking to my eighteen and nineteen year old self, and I also would say it's okay to wear underwear two days in a row sometimes. <laughs> you know, my budget wasn't where it was supposed to be back then, and I was. That's when I was free balling, Jack. You know, when I got low on a load of on a load of clothes that needed to be washed, it's hard to make that laundromat every once in a while. So I said, "Ain't nobody gonna see. I'm the only one to know. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with what I got." And that was just that was just the low hang. <laughs> you know, clang and bang, buddy. That's all. <laughs> you know, Jack. That may be a little too much information now that I think about it. But this is gold mines, and I'm never gonna cut you guys short of the real. Next question. Hey Kevin, your resume as a comedian goes unmatched, but your business acumen is at another level. Where did that come from? How did you develop it? And what keeps you hungry to keep feeding it to build the machine that you've been building? Ah,、uh, thank you, man. Great question. You know, it's it's not that my business,、um, my business acumen is is. On another level, because it's really not.、Um, I'm just fearless within the idea of attempt, right? And the more you try, you find out the more you can build. But I'm still building, and I think the most important thing for me is just having layers to a story. And if you got a building at the end of the story that sits and like you can see it because it's high in the sky. 
and on every floor of that building is something else you did. That's a dope building. And even if they knock that building down, the story of that building will live on because that building, it got built. All I'm doing is building a dope-ass building, man. With a bunch of floors of history. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with what life has presented, given. I'm okay. That's where the business acumen comes from. I'm not afraid to add another floor. And if that floor doesn't present itself to be a good floor where I can hire and onboard, well, then you recreate that floor to become something else. It's not a bad thing to change. It's not a bad thing to recreate. It's not a bad thing to fail. There's lessons in it all. That's the business acumen. Follow-up question to that. What's a must-have to be on your team or with – what are the, the main things you look at to be on your team? A uh, follow-up question to that is what is a, what is a must-have to be on my team? A work ethic. I, I don't like – I don't like – non-action items or talkers. Um, I like people with like a will and want to win. I I like people that want to be something because they know they can. Um, I like people to understand that I'm, I'm an opportunity for them to go further. Like I'm not the goal. I'm the thing that you use to get to the thing that you want to get to. I like the people that understand that because they come in and they bust their ass to take full advantage of whatever the opportunity is that I provided, maximize it, and move on to do more and take the concept attached to I worked with Kevin or for Kevin to present the other opportunity to do the said thing. So work ethic, creativity, no fear. That's dope as hell. That is dope to hear and definitely encouraging being part of the team. Um, But we have another voicemail coming from a listener up in Canada. Let's take a listen. What's going on, Kev? My name is Faison Khan. I'm an actor from Toronto, Ontario. Um, I also write. I just like and I'm, I'm actively trying to create opportunities for myself because, you know, you can't just always be sitting by the phone waiting for your agent to get you some auditions. And so um, I wrote a, a full feature action comedy and um, I'm just trying to go about pitching it and getting it out there. Um, I know Heartbeat and, and what, what you do over there is, um, you know, all about putting eyes on new talent. And so, um, like, is there you know, what have you found works best when discovering new work? You know what I mean? And and what do you think I should be doing to, you know, find these opportunities for myself and to make these connections and to, you know, who are the right people I should be trying to reach out to? You know, what I'll tell you, man, is, is this, and this is something that I hope you find confidence in. Good material is good material, right? And um, I think the hardest thing about writing, of course, is, getting your material read by who's considered or, you know, you know, deemed to be the right people or the right ones. Um, it's a big, it's a big town. And there's a lot of people that are doing the same thing you're doing. And, you know, there's a lot of people that think that they're doing everything to get their material read until they meet somebody 
that did every possible thing to get their material read. And when you say like my best advice, well, you said it half of it in your question, which was like, you don't want to sit around and wait for an agent to call you because that means that the agent's doing all the work. Well, how do you match that energy or surpass it? How many places have you showed up to with script in hand? How many places um, have you been to multiple times? How many showrunners, producers are you aware of? Who have you researched? What independent companies, studios have you researched? What's their um, policy and how they take on material or receive material? Are you aware of the policies? If not, why? There is so much that you can do to obtain every possible piece of information that best positions you to do the work or gain knowledge within the space of work to be seen, be met. There's so much. So if you've been everywhere around town, you've been at each place eight times, well, it's over 75 places, 60 places. If you've been to them all eight times, at some point, somewhere, somebody's going to bring up your name or bring something to share. Oh, that guy, really? He did that to you? Wow, this guy's doing the work. This woman's doing the work. Are you serious? I can't, I don't read this shit. Some, somewhere, because of the consistency and communication, whether it's between assistants, whether it's between uh, receptionists, whether it's between people in the mail room, it's weird when a bunch of people are saying the same thing. Ultimately, they go and investigate what the same thing is. So I would, I would challenge you to actually go get a real idea of the real side of work that's attached to a real like understanding of value and material. And that's only if you feel like you got the best thing ever. If you feel like you're writing your script. Oh my God, they got to read it. This is the, I just, I know this is good. Everybody's writing this, told me. If you really feel like that, the energy attached to getting it seen or read would be the same. Follow-up question to that. He's in Toronto. Headliners only just came out. A lot of it was about New York and your start in New York. How much does proximity, um, did it play in your development, being in a certain city at a certain time around certain people? I would be a liar if if I said that you know, proximity towards location did not matter, right? I'll be a liar if I said that New York doesn't matter or Los Angeles doesn't matter because it does. That's the hub and hubs to the entertainment system. I mean, it's expanded now to where Atlanta, New Orleans, and you know, you have parts of Texas, um, Canada, you know, Toronto, Vancouver, you know, there's stages everywhere. It's even global now to where the business and development attached to entertainment and movie making, television, et cetera, scripted TV, unscripted, like it's expanded so much. Um, but in the beginning stages of my career, location was everything. That's why I went to New York from Philadelphia. I wouldn't be able to achieve the same success in Philadelphia. I was able to get to in New York. And I wouldn't be able to achieve the same success in New York that I was able to obtain and get to in Los Angeles. Those are just facts. 
Yeah, I just asked that because even with all the you know social media and the digital age that we're in, I do think proximity plays an important part. But um, anyways, we have another voicemail. Look, a lot of your listeners were worried about <laughs> your health recently. Um, so let's take a listen and see what you think about this voicemail. Hey, Kevin, Ariana here calling from LA. I have a question for you. When you pulled your groin, we all saw it, looked super painful. What was the first thing that came to mind? When I pulled my groin, what was the first thing that came to mind? Um, oh shit. Um, I just fucked myself up bad. There's a, there's a chance that this, this is hospital worthy. Uh, and I was embarrassed. Cause a lot of people came outside that cookout to watch this race. <laughs> in other words, getting hurt and watching people eat a hot dog while you're on the ground. <laughs> Probably one of my lowest moments of my life. Seeing people talk with their mouth full. You all right? Chew. You don't care, bitch. You ain't worried about that goddamn cookout food. You ain't reached down to help me one time. Seeing a bunch of people with potato salad on the fucking plate. <laughs> while you on the ground. Uh, it also showed me like I'm getting older. Everything that I once could do, I can't do anymore. Sit down, Kevin. Slow down. Stop thinking that you still can do the shit of old. Because that shit of old is no longer the shit of new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Father Time is undefeated for sure. Uh, but anyways, we have a, another voicemail coming. This one might make you think just a little bit, but uh, let's play it now. What's up, Kev? Uh, I want to know what the biggest risk you've taken in your career is and what came of it. Oh, wow. All right. Now, look, that's a great question. But I got an even better answer. But before I do it, let's pay some bills. We'll be right back with this special episode of Gold Mines. We get inside the mind of another amazing individual. Me, bitch. More Gold Mines with Kevin Hart after this. Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make dad's day with gifts up to 60% off. Hey there, I'm Brad. I'm about to win the Tuesday Night Bowling League Championship. I'm also a highway worker for the Ohio Department of Transportation. When you move over and slow down, you're making sure I can bowl the winning strike with my buddies. Remember, they're not just roadside workers. Thank you for moving over and slowing down. There are two things that are absolutely true. Grandma loves you, and she would never say no to McDonald's. So treat yourself to a Grandma McFlurry with your order today. It's what Grandma would want. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's for a limited time. 
Kevin Hart here. Guys, I want to take a quick break from the conversation because I'm so excited to tell you a little bit more about my masterclass. It's all about using the power of comedy to succeed, not just in business, but in life. Masterclass makes a meaningful gift this season for you and anyone on your list because both of you can learn from the best to become your best from leadership to effective communication to cooking whether you're watching Masterclass on TV listening in audio mode in the app or on their site the quality speaks for itself it's like Masterclass instructors are your own personal mentors that are going to help you reach your next level how much would it cost to take one-on-one classes from the world's best? Easily hundreds of thousands of dollars with a Masterclass annual membership is $10 a month. Membership starts at $120 a year for unlimited access to one-on-one classes with all 180 Masterclass instructors. Learn how to negotiate a raise with Chris Voss or manage your relationships with Esther Perel. There are over 180 classes to pick from with new classes added every month. Like Issa Rae, who's teaching you her approach to creating amazing shows. Like Insecure or Nas, who's teaching you how to tell stories with the language of hip-hop, entrepreneurship, with Richard Branson, and so much more. Boost your confidence and find practical takeaways that you can apply to your life and at work. And if you own a business or are a team leader, use Masterclass to empower and create future-ready employees and leaders. This holiday season, give one annual membership and get one free at masterclass.com slash goldmines. Right now, you can get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash goldmines. Masterclass.com slash goldmines. All for terms apply. Now more from Kevin Hart on Goldmines. The biggest risk that I've taken in my career and what came of it. Um... The biggest risk that I took in my career, I want to say, was and has to be the gamble on self, right? Like the gamble, the gamble on self is significantly different Um, because if it doesn't work, you only have you to blame. And that pressure is just different. That pressure hits different. That pressure can play on your mental. But to have the will to say, I don't give a shit. I'm a double down on self. Because I believe in myself. Oh, that's a different energy. I double down and I triple down on me. We see it in Vegas all the time. People double down on red, triple down on black. Double down on numbers. Hard for it didn't come, but it's going to come this time. And people triple down. They quadruple down. Well, those people go, I don't care what y'all think. I think it's going to come. And some of those people leave broke. Some of those people actually hit it. When you hit it, the return is, is unreal. The return of me gambling on self was unreal. I bet on me every time. During that those moments, the people around you, what were they saying? Were they just like, Kevin, I'm behind you? Or did you have people that you had to kind of um, listen to more or less as that was happening? I can say the crazy thing during that time um, that I was able to take from the people around me is that there was such a doubt from so many, you know? Like the people that you feel should ride and the people that you think 
believe are the ones most vocal about the, I don't know. You sure you're going to do this? All right. Look, hear that. That's the most, that's the most like, that is the most frustrating shit in the world to me. Because you don't have to say anything. Like, if I love you and you're doing something and this is what your dream is attached to, if I take the time and make the do make the decision to like fuck up your moment of passion and love, it means I don't really care about your passion and love. Whether I think it can happen or not, that's my personal feeling. I should keep that feeling to myself. To out loud or to loudly say to you, I don't know, man. Or that shit probably ain't gonna work. <laughs> Well, that, like, why? Dreams are dreams for a reason. My kids have dreams. I think they're all, you know, in arm's reach. Maybe not. But who the fuck am I to say that they're not? I, I don't know what's going to happen in their lives to come. I don't know if they're going to discover. I don't know what groundbreaking opportunity and moment they're going to be a part of. So why would I do anything to act and be a deterrent? Support is dope. Amen. If you think you can do it, go do it. Don't tell me about it. Go do it. You wasting your time telling me. Show the world. That's still support. Yeah. Now when you walk away, I go, hey, I didn't fool. <laughs> that shit ain't gonna happen. Right. <laughs> but you'll never know I said it without I feel it. I ain't gonna share that information with nobody else. It'll be just my thought. Yeah. And then when you do it, that also gives me the right. To give you a high five and a hug. Like, I knew you could. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck I thought. <laughs> I kept it to myself. <laughs> I agree. I think sometimes in today's world, um, we feel as though we have to say something, right? Uh, whether it be good or bad, whether it be our friends and, and family or even online. So I definitely appreciate that and, and totally agree. Um, but this next voicemail is coming from a fellow comedian, uh, and it's also international. So let's take a listen. Hi, Kevin Hart. My name is Kolamide, a stand-up comedian from Lagos, Nigeria. My question is, how do you keep performing at such a high level? Like, how did you create that well-oiled engine that just keeps churning out the performances, showing up, you know, and how have you never lost your mind, man? There's so much that you do. I'm two years into the game and yes there's challenges i surmount them sometimes but i want to lose my my core i want to lose my head every time but how do you do it at the highest of levels without breaking down without having like a emotional mental breakdown how and why have you never come to nigeria we love you here in nigeria bro first of all man um that wasn't a question. You just you just hit me with about a good 12 bagger, and I'm going to do my best to answer them because they were all good questions. Um, I'm going to start off with, like, you asked me, how do I perform at a high level? Um, I think I'm able to perform at a high level by not thinking about the high level, right? Um, putting the pressure on yourself to do or maintain, that's where, that's where the concept of losing your mind comes from. It's when you're questioning or doubting right? Or like second guessing so much of 
what you do. Uh, I love what I do. And as long as I'm, as long as I think I'm having fun and I feel like it, as long as I feel like I'm having a good time, then it's a good time. It's not, it's not the, the hard high level concept attached to work. It's work, but I love it. I'm lucky. I'm fortunate. My job is making people laugh for a living. So if they're laughing, I'm doing my job. And if I continue to have fun, then I should, t- I should continue to improve. Um, the well-oiled machine comes from reps. I get reps in, you know, and reps apply to everything. Not just in the craft of comedy, but in the craft of work. Whether it's directed. How much are you directing? How much do you practice? If it's writing, how much are you writing? How much do you practice? Public speaking, how much do you practice? Hosting, how much are you hosting? Stand-up comedy, how much stand-up comedy do you actually do? I get reps and everything. So I'm a multi-hyphenate, but I'm a multi-hyphenate in everything because I do it all a lot. That's where the oil that you're referring to comes from. That's why that machine ain't break down. Um, you know, we're in a different time now. So your challenges come from, of course, just keeping your head up high in a climate of so much negativity, right? Like where it's in style today to be a part of the bad and not the good. The bad conversations are what people thrive off of. It's not the good ones. So you got to block all that shit out. Have the strongest possible mental that you can and operate under the understanding that doing what you love is better than anything else. If you can find joy and happiness in that, then you'll be able to overcome so many hurdles because you got the one thing that people can't take, and that's happiness. That's what I would say. He was from, he was from Nigeria. He said he wants y'all to come. He wants you to come to Nigeria as well. Oh, Nigeria. Uh, first of all, I'm a big fan of Nigeria. Um, doing a show in Nigeria is a must just finding the time and, you know, combining that, like going over there and hitting the multiple spots that I can, you know, doing like two shows, but two different places. That's a priority. I got to do it. I will do it because I haven't done it. So yes, I will come down there. (laughs) Just got to figure out what. Cool. Uh, next question. My question for Kevin is, what is the biggest compromise you've had to make in your life or your career? What is the biggest compromise um, that I've had to make in my life or career? Biggest compromise is your time. The amount of time that you're divvying up between you um, and your kids, your family, you know? Um, success is very selfish. Because you're extremely selfish with your time based off of your commitment to the thing that you feel like you have to give a large portion of yourself to. Something or someone has to suffer because there's only one of you. So how thin can you spread yourself? And for how long? Those are real questions. And those questions require answers. So I think my time that's uh, that's the one thing that I've had to compromise. And, you know, to date, it's still something that you're compromising. Not as much 
as I used to because I'm in a different position now, but there's still a high level of compromise. How do you prioritize who and what gets your time today? How do I prioritize who and what gets my time today? Nobody comes before the fam today. At the age 44, getting closer to 50, you know, you don't want to look back and not have any moments to to hold on to. So older you get, you make sure that you double down on those moments. You're taking more mental pictures, more mental captures, um, more quiet days. You also got to focus on self a little more. You know, I'm very selfish with my time as well towards me. I've shut off so nobody can have access just to protect my mind. Because although I think I got it all together, sometimes you need to make sure. Sit and have a good conversation with yourself. By the way, which is the complete opposite. <laughs> Feeling like you got it together. You shouldn't <laughs> talk to yourself, but it's necessary to go through checks and balances with you. I do that all the time. True story. <laughs> all right, we got another another quick one. When did you know you were rich, rich? When did I know I was rich, rich? I still don't know. Um, I'm still working, still doing a bunch of stuff. So um, the things that I've started aren't finished yet. When those things are finished, they are successful, and other people are rich based off of the thing that you now claim rich, rich off of, but then you're rich, then you're wealthy. If a whole bunch of people are like, we did it, oh my God, and everybody's got checks, that's when it's different. I don't want the individual check. I want the group check. I want the check that everybody gets to go and provide and live different and build off of. That's how the ecosystems change. That's how you break new ground. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that's what real wealth means, you know, what being rich, rich means, right? Like not only being able to enjoy the money that you make yourself, but also being able to spread that wealth or those riches amongst people around you. Um, so that's cool. All right, y'all. Um, guys, we are rolling. This is such a, a valuable, valuable episode because there's so much good coming out of it. Um but all good things definitely come to an end. I got time for one more question. Come on, let's go. Okay, so of course you're one of the most successful people in entertainment like ever, but who do you go to advice for? Like, you know how people say the dinner? Who would you want the dinner with? Who would I go to dinner with? I mean, I've had dinner with, with a lot of them. Um... You know who I would go to dinner with? I would love, I would love a dinner with the most like powerful um, figures in in the space of like VC or business, where I can go and present a plan, by the way, if I had this in, I would have a plan, as to what I felt 
a real a real support or financial backed investment or opportunity look like for the entrepreneurs um, of color for tomorrow and to really back and support the concept attached to belief and a lot of people with different ideas who just don't have the financial support to make those ideas come into reality. And it doesn't mean that you're doing it um, because you think they're all great. Some of you know aren't. But the idea and concept attached to belief is just something that's distant. And having some of the most powerful people be a part of initiative or be a part of an initiative that just shows like, we do want to see change and we do want to see a gap in a financial like economy that we all know suffers from fucking like poverty. Um, the best way to be a part of change is to try to provide a solution. So the best way to provide a solution is to give the people in those situations an opportunity to get out of them. And what does that investment look like? It's a write-off to some degree. <laughs> That's what I would do. Then it would like table for 10. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then I get myself in a position of great pitch to come out of it with great return. And I'm like a Robin Hood. <laughs> there you go. That's what it would be. As you were coming up, who are some of the people that you did have that those conversations with that were super helpful to, to kind of be a soundboard for you? Um, oh, Hove, Tyler, uh, Bob Johnson. Wow. Uh, Robert Smith, Donna Langley, Ron Meyer. Um, Chamath, Sky Dayton, Mike Rubin, um, Robert Kraft, Mark Cuban. Wow. I mean, these are all people that are still actively in my life today. Mm -hmm. I can call. I think I, you know, I have a great. Uh, group of supporters around me that have so much knowledge. It's just about the questions you ask and what you do with the answers that you get. Yeah. So, quite sure I left a lot of names out. Um, Seinfeld. Yeah. There's people that have done it differently. Ellen. Got a good group. Yeah. Well. Very so, lucky. All right, we got some rapid fire questions for you. <laughs> Favorite Eagles player of all time. Favorite Eagles player of all time, Randall Cunningham. Oh, nice. Predictions for this year. <laughs> Predictions for this year. I was confident. <laughs> um, you know, these last two weeks have been tough. 
49ers and the Cowboys, but I am forever an Eagles fan, motherfuckers. Fly, <laughs> Eagles, fly. We're going to Super Bowl, bitch. I don't care what you say. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagle. <laughs> Favorite city to tour in in the world? Philadelphia. Nice. All right. Stuck on an island with no Wi-Fi or cell service. Five items you must bring. Uh, Bands. So I can work out. There's no weights there, but bands I can bring in a bag. Um, ab roller. Um, items. So these are items aren't people, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Items. items. <laughs> um, is there electricity here? Yeah, but there's no there's no Wi-Fi or, or cell service. But we we found no a generator Wi-Fi somewhere. Cell service, but did I download <laughs> things on my iPad before I came here. Yeah, you might know it's gonna the plane's gonna crash. Yeah, so you prepare. I, I got my iPad and I have every season of Martin already downloaded, so I don't need the Wi-Fi. Yeah, but I'm tapping into a charge and I can replay that. Um. There's nobody else here. I'm by myself. Yeah, Castaway. Yeah. I got to bring one of those pocket pussies. <laughs> I got to bring one of them. I keep myself occupied. Ain't nobody going to see me out here, right? I'm, nah. You're alone. I'm alone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I want, but, well, in that case, I want the whole dial. I got to bring that. I want that whole dial that they've been advertising. I'm going to be talking to myself out here. So at least the dial. Makes me feel like I'm with somebody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can just put the dial in the in the ocean to clean it and stuff. Yeah. Right? So I ain't, ain't like you. the dial stinking. Yeah, salt water, yeah. But I don't, I've never been with this dial, so I don't want this to come off like I like I didn't have the dial. I'm saying this is a hypothetical. So I'll keep our minds where they're supposed to be. These are under extreme conditions. I think anybody in my position would... Say the same thing, you know. Yeah, I think that's. Is that five? That's four. That's four. We got one more. I got one more. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say. I'm gonna have to say like. One of them cool knives that I can hunt with. Okay. Right? Just in case I gotta fuck something up, and cook it. Who am I fooling? I'm not catching shit. Uh, I'm not eating that. I'm going to starve. I'm going to be afraid to track anything down. This last item is okay. I got it. I want... I want... I want a old school... Um, I, the iPod. Mm. With all the songs yeah, on it, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's what I need. That's a good one. My iPad, I don't have the music on there. It's all Martin season, <laughs> but I got the music on my old school iPod. Exactly, so I'm straight. Yeah, uh, when I'm with my dial, I can play whatever I need to play. Set the mood. Okay. Uh, last one. Favorite night of comedy in your career. 
Favorite night of comedy in my career. I'm going to have to go with my performance at Madison Square Garden. Big facts. My first one, Madison Square Garden. Let me explain. Mm. I cried on stage. Best night ever. Mm-hmm. Any stories about who was around or just moments uh, from everybody that? Everybody came to that show. That's a special. I challenge everybody to watch. Let me explain. Um, everybody was there. Um, and it was just a special night. Because the dream was getting to the stage. And the fact that I got to perform on that stage and do it at that level was uh, it was pretty insane. Pretty insane. Dope. A couple more questions. Biggest thing you learned in 2023 as we wrapped up, what's the theme of 2023 for you? What is the theme of 2023 for me? Um, I don't really do the themes. I'm not the... One of the people that go, end of year, new year, new me. <laughs> you know, break the mold because you're getting old. I don't, I don't do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, 2023 was great. Any year where you have another opportunity to live life is a great is a great year to come and a great year to end. So looking forward to 2024. Looking forward to doing more. That's it. I'm simple. Dope. Man, uh, guys, I got to be honest with you, man. This is a... Uh, it's dope. You know, it's dope to literally take in questions um, and give you guys the opportunity to pick my brain the way I so desire to pick the brains of the guests that we have. Uh, I hope that you guys got some value out of this. I hope that there were some gems dropped and, you know, information that you guys can use and, and, and basically expand or do more than I was able to do with. That's what this is about. Just information. It's all I want to get, and that's all I want to get. You already know what it is. This is gold mines, goddammit. Get inside the minds of amazing individuals. The day that amazing individual was me, bitch. Kevin Hart. I'll see you next time. We'll be back to regular business. This was a this was a highlight. This was a premium. This was a unexpected impromptu. Don't expect me to do it more. Unless you guys ask for it, then maybe we'll do a couple more. So why don't we just say this is a TBD? Until the next premium version of this happens, we'll get back to the guests. Love y'all. See you next time. Gold Mines with Kevin Hart is a serious XM and Laugh Out Loud radio production. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Ty Randolph, Mike Stein, Brian Smiley, Eric Eddings, and Eric Wyel. Produced by Danny Sellers and Leslie Guam. And engineered by Danny Sellers. Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, 
Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off.